Well, good morning to everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here on this uh, this day and and uh, for this occasion and event uh, to honor Miss Jean Morrell. Um, uh, there's uh, a lot to be said about her. Uh, she uh, she was very uh, in my experiences with her, uh, which are quite a number of them. Uh, she was. Um, I see. What's the right word? I'm trying to think of that very distinctive word. Maybe there's not one. Okay, I I got it. She's unique. Yeah, she's a, and and what? Memorable. Yes, yes. She definitely left an impression. Always left an impression. And uh, I appreciate her so much, and appreciate the memory of of Miss Jean. I want to welcome everyone here today, and. And I know family is not able to be here, but we have some that are like family, okay? They've been a part of her life for many, many years. And uh, we're grateful uh, for you all to be here today for this, uh, for this service. All right, right now, uh, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask His blessings and, and up on the service, uh, if you would. Our Heavenly Father, as we come to you, Lord, we uh, come with um, thankfulness in our hearts because of your goodness to us. Thankfulness, Lord, because of your care. Thankfulness because of your promises. We thank you, Lord, for the life of Miss Jean Morrell. And, uh, Lord, we ask that you would bless our time together today. May it uh, bring glory to your name first and foremost as we honor her as well. Lord, we, uh, we do love you and uh, pray that your word would be helpful and uh, to strengthen and give us the comfort that we need in these days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you, there should be a book in front, in the seat there near you, all right? It's a brown book. Uh, and uh, so uh, if you would, turn to page 336, number 336. And we're going to sing this. It's a grand old hymn. Now, one of the things that Miss Jean loved to do, she loved to play the piano. She loved to sing. And uh, so we're going to do these two songs. We're going to go do two songs today. We'll do this one first, then we'll have some comments from, uh, from someone, then we'll do another one, all right, in, uh, in just a moment. All right, uh, y'all good? You want to stay seated or you want to stand? You Stand? Do it. All right, let's stand. All right, we're going to sing the first, third, and fifth verse, all right, on the first verse. Everybody together now. Amazing grace, how
Thank you. You may be seated. Miss Angie. Well, um, my heart broke that November 3rd when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to see Miss Jean anymore, love her, hug her, hear her voice, and hear her laugh and all those great things, just like a lot of you probably felt when you heard the same thing. Um, I like to read her obituary. It was beautifully written by Sandy, and so I want to read that um, to y'all. Um, Alice Jean Johnson Morell, 84, a longtime resident of Chesterfield, Virginia, passed away unexpectedly November 3rd, 2023. Jean was born July 2nd, 1939, in Swords Creek, Virginia. Jean is survived by her two sons, Sean L. Morell and Gabriella, his wife, of Fredericksburg, Virginia, Kevin L. Morell, um, Melissa, his wife, of Houston, Texas, and granddaughter, Anna Morell, brothers Samuel Johnson, sisters Jeanette, Jan Snavely, Nancy Reeves, and numerous nieces and nephews. She was preceded in death by her parents, Samuel Earl and Bertha Helton Johnson, her siblings, Helen Steele, Thelma May Barrett, Ruth No, Mary Sue Gabarek, Ralph Johnson, and Billy Joe Johnson. Jean touched the hearts of so many that had the privilege of knowing her, and she will forever be missed by her unofficial adopted family and church family. She was a member of Calvary Baptist Church. Um, so, like, Ms., like Pastor said, Miss Jean was very unique. <laughs> um, there was nobody else like her in this whole world. I'd never met anyone else that could compare to Miss Jean. And oftentimes we would say, Miss Jean's just a mess, <laughs> because sometimes she was just a mess. But um, I have some things here I've written about her. Um, she was the life of the party. She loved having a good time and brought a smile to everyone she met. She did not meet a stranger. She loved everyone she met, and if you ever met her, she referred to you as darling or honey, and she might even call you her angel. She called some of us her best girlfriends, which I loved when she would say that about me. This is my best girlfriend when she would introduce me. Um, Miss Jean loved everything purple and everything that sparkled. If you knew her, she would wear the most beautiful shirts, and they were always sparkling, had diamonds, and... Um, she always had her nails polished and the prettiest outfits on. I never knew an 80-year-old that wore the fanciest shirts, black skirts, and pantyhose every day in a nursing home. Pantyhose. And heels, if she had heels, whatever, the, the prettiest shoes. And um, she just loved looking nice. Um, she loved to laugh, and she loved to talk. And so if you know Miss Jean, she would talk your ear off if you let her. <laughs> um, even at one of her last doctor's appointments that Sandy and I had gone with Miss Jean to, she was having cancer taken off her leg, and you would not have known it. She laughed and talked for hours as we sat there that day, and I just loved hearing the laughter coming through that door when I was out in the hallway. 
and her and Sandy, and I thought, is she even having anything done in there? She wouldn't have known it. She just had the best, um, the best spirit. Um, she was amazing at keeping a joyful spirit, even through the hardest of times. She loved her family, her two sons, her brothers and sisters, and talked about them to everyone she knew and loved, uh, loved and missed them very, very much. Miss Jean never threw away a compliment and always had something sweet to say, but she could also be feisty and let you know when something wasn't right, too. She would let you know it. Um, some of you knew Miss Jean through years of her life, but I didn't get to see um, all of you. I, I didn't realize she had lived with your mom, Sandy, for 18, was it 18 years she lived? I mean, I, I just, I did not know it was that long, but that's amazing. And so, uh, Miss Jean didn't live, live near family for most of her life. She had to take care of herself, but she wasn't alone. She made family of all those that God put into her life. I don't know exactly when Miss Jean had put her faith and trust in the Lord, but I will know one thing for sure, that she loved and trusted the Lord to take care of her, and he surely did. God knew who she needed and that we needed her. If you're here, God put you into her life for a very special reason, and you cared for her very much. I don't know how you became a part of her life. I'm all of you, really, but God makes no mistakes. And Miss Jean, Miss Jean rode our church bus every Sunday morning, and any other time that she could, she loved coming to church. She was so faithful. Um, she loved the kids that rode the church bus and never missed giving them big hugs, and they loved her, too. She was so sweet to them, and they were so sweet to her. She loved playing the piano for a special here during a service. She loved the old hymns. I'm sure she learned as a child growing up in the mountains of a Christian home. She loved the Lord very much. There weren't too many services that you didn't know. She had gone to the altar to pour out her heart to the Lord. She had such a tender heart and wanted to please God. I didn't know Miss Jean very well when she first started coming to church. I would see her in the hallway and we'd smile at each other. But one day, I sat on the same pew with her. We were right down here. I remember exactly where we were sitting. And um, I had sat on the same pew with her and asked her how she was doing. And she slid a piece of paper my way and she said, Honey, write down your phone number. <laughs> and so, and she smiled, her sweet little innocent smile at me. And little did I know that that would be the beginning of a very special relationship with her. I'm sure she did the same with many of you, and you quickly became like family to her. She did consider a lot of us like her family, and she would tell me that. And, um, and so um, she did make a, a family out of most of you here. And like I said, God put us into her life because he knew who she needed, and he loved her, and he took such good care of her, and he absolutely makes no mistakes. She knew where her help came from, the Lord, and she would recognize how good God had been to her all these years. She was so thankful for anything and everything anyone did for her and often said that she wished she could repay or do the same for everyone else that had helped her in so many different ways. 
On behalf of those of us closest to Miss Jean, I would like to thank everyone who had a part in Miss Jean's life. Those of you who gave her rides to fun events, to stores, to doctor's appointments, to the drugstore, to church. Um, I just want to thank you all for doing that. Those of you who visited her um, in, the, in the nursing home, um, and it just made her feel so special. I thank you. I want to thank the people at the nursing home. I was hoping maybe a couple of them would be here, but um, there were some people there that took such good care of Miss Jean and made her feel um, loved, and they saw her through some of her hardest times there in those last few years. She had her favorites, and she knew who she could count on there to be there for her when she needed them most. I praise the Lord that Miss Jean is in heaven with Jesus, with no more pain or tears, and she's with her loved ones that have gone on before her, and she will greatly be missed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Angie. I appreciate that. Um, I know that Miss Angie and Miss Kay spent a lot of time uh, with Miss Jean caring for her as well as many others as well, and we appreciate that. I know that she was very grateful uh, as well. I'll say more about her in just a moment. Right now, let's sing again, all right? Everybody, let's stand together. 113, 113. We're just going to sing two verses here. <clears throat> Rock of Ages, another one of her favorites. We'll sing the first and the last verse, okay? Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in. Be seated. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you for singing. And um, I've struggled with my voice in a couple of weeks, and so uh, sometimes I squeak. And uh, I think I did on both of those songs for those high notes. Uh, but anyway, I want to I want to share a, a portion of God's word. It's one that we go to. It's very familiar to us from Psalm 23. Uh, but I want to share some thoughts here from this passage of scripture to you. I know that the Psalms are particularly comforting in times like this. We also know what the psalmist said in Psalm 116, verse number 15. He said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I can say this about Miss Jean Morrell. She loved the Lord. Uh, she loved you that are here. She would mention many uh, of you by name. Um, and, uh, you know, she talked about her family so often. I do remember this. Miss Angie was talking about a moment. She loved playing the piano. I was trying to go back in my mind and remember the last song that she played here. I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, and sometimes that does fail, by the way, uh, and, and I'm telling on myself with that, 
Uh, but I do believe the last time that she played, it was He Touched Me. I think that was the last song that she played. Now, I'll have to go back in the archives and look, but uh, anyway, she, she loved that song. But like Miss, Miss Angie was saying, I do remember she would, uh, she would, she would dress you know, to, to you know, the utmost, you know, the, the highest level that you could think of. And uh, she would bring that cane <clears throat> and high heels. I don't know how that works. But if anybody could pull it off, Miss Jean Morrell could pull it off, all right? And I do remember this, uh, going to see her for the, the, one of the first times that she was in the hospital. You know, I walk in, you know, the front desk, and, uh, you know, they ask, you know, can they help you? I said, I'm here to see Jean Morrell. They said, we don't have a Jean Morrell. I said, I know she's here because she called me and she wanted me to come. I know she is here. So it took me a few minutes to figure out, along with them, you know, that, um, that, her, that was not her first name. All right, and so, uh, but her first name was Alice, and uh, so, so we had to go from then on. I always had to ask for Alice. I had to remember that, and uh, so we got a big kick out of that one. Uh, but inevitably, every time that me and my wife would go see her, uh, she could be uh, uh, half asleep. Uh, she could not feel well, but when we would walk in the room, she would turn over, turn around. She would look at us and. Oh, pastor. And Miss, she would yell it. And I was like, Miss Jean, it's okay. I mean, the other people are sleeping in here, you know, and all that. And she thought she got the biggest thrill every time that anybody would come and see her. But, uh, but I, I can say this, you know, from my perspective, if there was every person that loved me and my wife as her pastor and pastor's wife, Miss Jean Morrell was one of those people. And, uh, and I appreciate that. She, she did, uh, she, she would uh, say this about my wife. She said, she said, you look like somebody I know. And so, you know how Miss Jean would do. And I was like, and uh, my wife is like, you want me to tell that story? Yeah, I'm going to tell it anyway. All right. She doesn't want me to tell it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. And then she said, she looked at her and she said, you look just like Princess Diana. And uh, I, I would say, you know what, I have to agree with that, you know. What's a husband to do, right? All right. And uh, so every time, every single time we would go in and see her, she would say something about that, about my wife looking like Princess Diana. And I'm not sure, I think it was the hair, I don't know, I'll, whatever, whatever. Miss G, she had it in her mind that that's who she was, and so we, we went with that. Um, well, you know, what, what can I say? She was, so often she was comical. Uh, she was uh, obviously unique in, in her own way. And, and uh, you know, again, that balance in the act with the heels and the cane, that was just amazing uh, in and of itself. And, and other people would say, how does she do that? I don't know. I don't know. But she's not going anywhere. She's not going out unless she's dressed up. But she's not going out without her cane, too. So, so she's got she's to do it. Uh, but anyway, I, I want to read this psalm, and uh, you know, I think that this would be uh, very fitting for her because her reliance on the Lord was, um, was important. Miss Jean relied on Jesus to help her, to care for her, 
the comforter, to do all those things. You know what? And it's no different for you and I. Even while we're, while, while we're here and we're remembering her, and I mean, we can laugh and we can cry along with her. But, um, you know, Jesus was important in her life. There were a few times that I would, when we'd go visit with her, I would read a passage of Scripture and she would, she would sit there, she would lay there, and, and uh, she would uh, enjoy that for a moment. You know, nothing helps us more, nothing helps us greater than the Word of God in times like this. Psalm 23 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter how familiar we are with this passage, these six verses, or how often that we hear them or, or read them, it still brings an element of comfort and joy to my heart every time that I look at them. And, I can, and, I, and I, I've done many, many services, and I've used this same passage of Scripture, but every time it is unique in relation to the person uh, that we're talking about. And we're talking today about Miss Jean Morrell, but I do know this. She would want us to talk more about Jesus. That's, that was her personality. That's what she would want us to do. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that. We can't do anything more for Miss Jean. She's, she's in heaven. She's in the presence of the Lord. She's excited. No cane. You know, and I'm not sure about the high heels, but no cane for sure. Uh, her hearing is well. It's perfect. She couldn't hear very well, but now she can. And that's a blessing. You know, so many, so many other things that we could say even along those lines. But as it relates to this psalm, one of the things or several things that I see is that I see that there's a personal care that God takes in us. God has a personal uh, awareness of each and every one of our needs and each each one of us in the fact that he, want, he cares about you and He cares about your soul. He cares about where you spend eternity. God wants you to be with Him for all of eternity. That's why He said the Lord, the psalmist said the Lord is my shepherd. It's personal. He, he makes me to lie down in green pasture. Not, not that He's forcing that, but He makes a way for us to have everything that we need. It's a personal care that he has for our benefit, for his glory, but also for our benefit. If no one cared for us, we'd be unhappy people. You know, we'd be miserable people. We would be, uh, we would lack in so many things. It's very obvious that many of you cared about Miss Jean Morrell just because of the things that you did for her, just like Jesus cared for her and gave her a new life, gave her an eternal life. He says in this psalm, He makes me lie down in green pastures, leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. All of those things are the personal aspect of the care that God has for an individual. And the psalmist could, could see that. He could sense that. He knew that. 
for his own personal life. Now, if you know Jesus, you know that very that, that is true for you. If you have that relationship with, with the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he cares about you. And you know that because of what he does for you on a daily basis, maybe even an hourly basis, all right? So, so God does that for us. And that in itself is amazing. But then one of the other things that I, I notice in this text is that is his, his protective comfort. Now, what do you mean by protective comfort? Here's what verse 4 says. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. We can obviously see the comfort there, but there's also protection. The protective comfort means that when we go through that moment of death, when we leave this life and go to the next life, there's Jesus to protect us and give comfort at the same time. There is an overwhelming peace that takes place whenever a person passes from this life to the next. And, and many people who know the Lord will leave this life peacefully. You know, you've heard it said before, they, they passed away peacefully. That's because of the comfort, the protective comfort. And why, why is there a need for protection? Well, the need for protection is there because of, because of evil, obviously, because of uh, the alternative. You know, there's two places a person goes when they die. One is heaven, the other one is hell. So I need protection from that place called hell, but I need comfort in knowing that I'm on my way to heaven. All right? I hope you understand the, the difference between those two things. But that's what, that's what the psalmist is saying here in the fact that he says, Yea, though we go through that valley of the shadow of death, yes, we're all going to experience that because we all have that appointment. But God gives us the comfort that we need and protection that we need when we cross that veil from this life to the next. See, but it's all possible, all made possible in knowing Jesus as our shepherd and as our, our safety, as our, as our guide. Uh, the shepherd is a guide. The, sh the shepherd was a protector. The shepherd was also a provider for the sheep. And that's exactly how God is for us. It's how Jesus is in, in that relationship. And it is, very, it is very obvious as well that he was that way for Miss Jean Morrell. God protected her through some amazing things and events in her life. God comforted her through so many uh, events that took place that, that uh, where she was distraught, where she uh, had some discomfort uh, and many people wouldn't be able to handle it. But because of the, what God was for her and to her, she was able to make it through those situations. And it's amazing. She relied on Jesus. You know what? We have to learn the very same thing. We have to learn how important it is to rely upon Jesus when it comes to our time to go through that valley. There's that protective care. Then I like this. I like the promises that he gives. In the text, he says this. Um, Neither will I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. That's a promise. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. That's a promise. He says this. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That's a promise. Thou anointest my head with oil. That's a promise. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's a promise. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's another promise. Wow, this, this chapter is packed full of promises. 
Okay, we can even go back to the first. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture, another promise. He leads me beside the still waters, another promise. He, uh, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, two more promises. Every verse has a promise in it. So what I see there is the promises of, 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 of Christ within that passage of Scripture. Especially the last verse which says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, Miss Jean, we're going to miss her here. I'm going to miss her rolling over and saying, Pastor, come here, give me a hug. I was like, Miss Jean, you're sick. I don't want a hug right now. <laughs> she would, she, but you couldn't leave without a hug. All right. And, uh, uh, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that of her. I remember, I remember this. Um, I can't remember which time it was. It was more recent. But she said, uh, she said I'm throwing a party. I said, okay. You know, and uh, I said, all right, when's the party? She said, we're going to do it in two weeks, a week or two weeks. I said, okay. All right. She said, I'm inviting everybody. I said, all right. She said, uh, my family's going to be there, and she named a bunch of people. All the, and I think most everybody here was on that list. And I said, okay. And then she said, well, I'm going to fix all this food, and we're going to have all kinds of food, and you're going to come to my house, and we're going to do all of this. And I was like, all right, we will we'll do our best to be there. I knew, I knew that she wasn't able to do that. But we went with it. All right, and, and so I, I, I'm thinking, you know, bless her heart, she wants so badly, so badly to be able to cook, to be able to fix and prepare and entertain people. She wanted that so badly. I didn't want to tell her, Miss Jean, I know you can't do that, obviously. Um, but I, I, remember, I remember my wife and I, we walked out, and we, our, our hearts were saddened because we know what she wanted to do. She, she found a way to brighten the room and brighten the day just by the simplest little thing. And for us, that was one. We went to be an encouragement to her, and we walked out being blessed by her. Surely, goodness and mercy. There was goodness that was with her. There was mercy that was with her. They were with her all the days of her life. And even on her last day of life, goodness and mercy was still there. And then when she breathed that last breath here, there she became um, in the presence of the Lord with her first breath in heaven. Now, She's experiencing this personal care, this protection and comfort, these promises of Christ that have been given to her. She's experiencing all of those right now. How is that possible? It's all because of knowing this shepherd, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm wondering today, I don't know Many of you, uh, some of you, I've seen you for the very first time. That's okay. But I can point you, and we all have one thing in common. 
and that's Miss Jean Morrell, right? And so with that one thing in common, that has brought us together to this day and this time. But here's one of the things that I know, I know, I know, I know positively that she would want me to do. She would want me to make sure that you knew the same Jesus that she knew. Because that's what's important. That's where you're going to find the comfort. That's where you're going to experience the peace that only, only God can give. You know him. You know Jesus. It's really very simple. Very simple. Um, and here's how it happens, okay? Number one, we realize that we're sinners, and we're all sinners. Number two, there's a, a penalty for sin. The Bible says that for the wages of sin is death. But then he says this in the latter part of that verse, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we have that penalty that we've got to pay because we're sinners. But, uh, but God loves us so much that he gave us something, and he gave us his son. The Bible says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So even though we're sinners, God loves us and he died for us. He died in our place. And all that he wants us to do is trust him. He said, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God hath raised him, Jesus, from the dead, he says, thou shalt be saved. And he said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what does that mean? I had a little 14-year-old girl that asked me that the other day. What do you mean by being saved? And this is what I said to her. I said, being saved means being saved from hell and being saved to heaven. Saved from hell, saved to heaven. Uh, I don't know, that's the simplistic mind, the way my mind works. In its simplest form, I'm saved from hell. I don't have to go there when I die, but I'm saved to heaven. I want to go there when I die. But it's all dependent on my relationship with Jesus Christ. And you can have that relationship too. I know this for sure, and Miss Jean would want me to share that with you. Those last few moments, the last two minutes, are most important for you. Because if you know the same Jesus that she knew, then you'll have the opportunity to see her again. She doesn't want to come back here. No. She doesn't want to come back here. She doesn't want to go as wonderful a facility as that is over there in, in Colonial Heights. She does not want to come back and go there, all right? I, I, I get it. But, but what we can do, we can go to where she's at. And that makes a difference. And the only difference is knowing Jesus. Do you know him? If you do, praise the Lord. We will have that opportunity to see her again. And I don't know if the Lord will let her play the piano in heaven. But I'm pretty sure that she will ask. She will ask and grant her that request. Like she, she had asked numerous times here, can I play? We would let her play. She would make her way up. I thought a few times that she was going to fall down with the heels and the cane. But she made it and she played. 
But we appreciate so much Miss Jean Morrell and her life. And um, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. I'll be glad to share more with you if you want. If you need that information, if you'd like for me to pray with you privately, I can do that as well. I'll be more than happy to do so today, okay? Let's, let's bow for prayer this time. Father, we come to you this again this morning. We're grateful for the life, Miss Jean Morrell. Most, most importantly, Lord, we are uh, thankful for, for what you did for her. In the moment that she trusted you and put her faith in you, you transformed her life. You transformed and changed her destiny. And now her being in your presence is all the difference, made all the difference on that day that she put her faith in you. And Lord, I pray that, that we would see the, 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 the need of that in, in our own lives. And Lord, may we learn the value of putting faith in you. Lord, I pray that you'd take these words, these thoughts today, and may they be helpful. May they be helpful to every heart that is here today. We love you for what you will do in Jesus' name. Amen.